Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios. National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's a quick way you can save money. You switch to GEICO. You go to GEICO.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. But wait at least 10 to 15 minutes first because right now we go to the hotline. So much going on. Championship Sunday is tomorrow. It could be the best football day of the year to some. But what we have are four teams, and what we have in the AFC is possibly a changing of the guard. One grand old man, not just Bill Belichick, talking about Tom Brady, going against the youth and exuberance and the future of offense in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, all at Arrowhead Stadium coming up tomorrow. And to talk about it, we welcome in Kansas City Chiefs radio analyst. You can find him on Twitter, at Kendall Gammon. Kendall Gammon joins me on the show right now here on CBS Sports Radio. Kendall, thanks for joining me. Hey, you bet. How are you doing today? I'm doing very, very well. I don't know if I'm doing as well as you. You're about to call AFC Championship game tomorrow. You'll be with the great Mitch Holtis, who I absolutely adore. And I want to ask you a couple of questions right out of the box. One, the Patriots have played up the term of them being an underdog all week. Are they the underdog going into this game? Answer carefully. Well, technically, yes, but uh, it's it's an even game. Um, you saw what happened the first game of the season, a three-point game, and then, of course, we know that generally uh, odds give about three points for the home team. But uh, that being said, it's, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of different things this week or this time around. you got, of course, have Justin Houston will be playing. Last game, Mitch Morris, the center, went out with a concussion early. Uh, just uh, – you know what? I think the other thing, too, is you have to take into account the fact that uh, Patrick Mahomes, which, which you talked about uh, there in just a second ago, has uh, twice as much experience now as he did when he played that game, which is kind of weird to say. But in his first year, that was only his seventh or sixth game, rather. So um, it's it's going to be a battle, no doubt. Kendall Gammon joining us on the show. What what has changed with this offense with Patrick Mahomes and with Andy Reid doing what he does with offenses? What's been the biggest difference to you between 2018 and 2017? I think it's just the fact that Patrick, when he flushes out of the pocket, uh, his eyes are up. He's never looking down. Um, he's always looking to get the ball downfield and, and, and out of his hands as opposed to run for it. Uh, he doesn't flush early for the most part, but even when he does, he becomes actually more of a weapon. And it's amazing that somebody who's essentially a rookie, uh, first-year quarterback, second-year player, uh, has this team. I mean, quarterback is supposed to be the team leader, but that's hard uh, when it's your first year. But he took over about game seven or eight this year. And um, he's just continued to a degree, leadership-wise, what Alex Smith used to do. He just has a lot of different skill sets 
that Alex and basically any quarterback in the NFL would tell you, yeah, they he, he does things that I just I can't do. Kendall Gammon joining us on the show. Do you think that fans feel that they may have exercised some demons last week getting that playoff win at home at Arrowhead? I think there's no doubt about it. Uh, that was uh, there was a lot of talk of that. My I myself had lost uh, uh, two two games to uh, Indianapolis, and actually my last game of my career in '06 uh, playoff game at Indy was my last game. But um, you know what? It didn't matter for the players and. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and everyone said as much, uh, but that's inside the locker room. We as fans, we we continue to have it each year, each year, each year. So it stays with us. So last week, uh, getting rid of that uh, demon, as you say, and, and and getting the first win at Arrowhead in quite some time, I think since '93, uh, was something special, no doubt. How difficult was that for you going through that last week leading up until the Indianapolis game? Because you just mentioned your personal history. Fans feel differently, but these are young guys for the most part. Even the veterans are young. They might not remember the history there, so they might not feel the same way that a lot of fans feel. No, I agree. That's exactly it, and that's what made me feel better because I felt all along that we had a better team than Indianapolis, and I did not think the team or the players of the Chiefs would subscribe to anything that went on in the past and and they did not and um i had a good feeling about last week's game uh, so um you know this week though i don't know if it's a change in the guard passing the torch or anything i think uh, new england has played that up a lot because they feel slighted a little bit but either way um you want to play the best andy reed talks about it all the time in new england this will be their their eighth game eight straight i think i mean what they've done in this last 19 years is phenomenal and so um, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to welcome this. You have to embrace it. How long was your career as a specialist, by the way, Kendall? Uh, I played 15 years. I was always a backup lineman, uh, uh, but uh, I was a I was a long snapper. And if I couldn't have long snapped, I wouldn't have stayed in the league. Luckily, I was big enough to be a backup lineman as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was forced in the right place, right time, and I tried to make the most of it. In a Pro Bowler in 2004, if I'm not mistaken, the first who was purely as a long snapper, uh, Kendall Gammon joining us on the show. Well, let me let me ask you a couple of things because you've obviously spent a great amount of time with kickers. Why do we perceive? Is it just the rule changes? What is it that there is this dearth of good kicking? And we're having the problems we're having in the NFL. You know what? I'm I'm not sure about that. I just think it comes in waves. Uh, I think we pay attention to it a little bit more maybe now because. Uh, the, uh, the the games are, are so much more uh, competitive and, and razor thin point wise. So I just think that along with really everything, the NFL has reached new heights, and you, you're just paying attention to everything. Um, that's the only thing I can see. Certainly, I believe the fact that uh, with the PATs moving back several years ago and how you see more PATs missed. I think that makes people uh, pay attention to it a little bit more also, which I love. I, I love the fact that they brought that part of it uh, back into the game because you get a cold-weather game like this, and if there's any wind or just cold itself, uh, mm-hmm. even the PAT can be iffy. Cody Parkey misses that kick, goes on yeah. the Today Show. Uh, you've been in many locker rooms. Is that a right or a wrong thing to do if you're Cody Parkey? From my standpoint as a player, I wouldn't have had uh, an issue with it, and I think most would not have. That being said, uh, I can see where some, if it rubbed them wrong for whatever reason, um, that's that's okay. That's their prerogative. I think it's an individual thing. I mean, the season's over, and what you want to talk about and what you want to do to a degree is okay. I didn't see the interview, so I, I don't know 
uh, if there was how much was talked about uh, that maybe people wished was back in the locker room. I don't know. But all the same, me personally, not an issue. Kendall Gammon with us on the show. Find him on Twitter at Kendall Gammon. How are the Chiefs going to beat the Patriots on Sunday? You know what? I think defensively they've got to limit uh, James White out of the backfield. He's been phenomenal. Uh, of course, last week, uh, I think 97 yards on maybe uh, 15 catches. I believe that was a new record, uh, surpassed Sproles. Uh, I think that's some of it. I think they have to uh, I think they have to control, limit the run game like they did last week. That comes down to the front uh, four, front seven, however you want to say it, um, defensive line-wise uh, playing well. And then offensively, they've got to put points on the board, something they've done all year long, so they've got to continue to do it. If the Chiefs can get up early and put a little pressure, I, I think that would go a long way towards things because then I believe you make Brady have to sit back there and want to throw the ball even more and – back to the defensive side I'll end with, which is they've got to press the pocket and not make him, not let him be comfortable back there, not allow him to step up the way he likes. If he's back there untouched, he's going to carve you up, even though he's only going to throw medium and short routes. Uh, but if you can get him off his ground, you've got a great, a great chance. We start every call about the Chiefs, about how great that offense is. Everybody knows, but Kareem Hunt gets the boot. You're still able to run the ball effectively. You lose the Canadian doctor because of injury. You're still able to protect the quarterback for the most part. You're still able to run the ball effectively. Do we actually underrate the pieces that aren't Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes in that offense? You know, we might a little bit, but what I think you're getting at from my mind is the fact is the leadership uh, qualities of Big Red, Andy Reid, and what he does. The mantra, uh, uh, next man up, which obviously is cliche, but – it's a cliche for a reason because it's important, and he's preached it since he got here. Uh, and, you know, you only go back uh, three or four years ago when the Chiefs were 1-5, and five, and he was preaching up in front of them every day to 53 grown men, you guys are fine, we're going to be okay. And they made the playoffs that year and won a playoff game. So I think the leadership qualities of Big Red and what he does in that locker room, and more importantly probably the locker room he has assembled is second to none, and um, I played for a lot of good coaches. I played for Bill Cowher. I played for, I, I played for uh, Ditka. I played for Jim Moore. I played for Dick Vermeil. All great coaches. But the things that I see uh, in Andy Reid are are pretty phenomenal. You know, Eric Bieniemy, Kendall Gammon joining us on the show, Chiefs radio analyst. Eric Bieniemy is, is a guy who will probably be a head coach here in the next couple of years, and, and we can argue should have been a head coach this coming season. Uh, Dave Tobe is another one of those guys. If you could change anything, and I'm not trying to get into Rooney Rule stuff, but if you could change anything, do you think it might be better that we wait to interview or hire anybody until after the Super Bowl so it gives guys a little bit of equal footing? Because sometimes when guys get hired, it kind of forces the hands of other football teams to hire their guys so they can fill out their staffs. Uh, you know, in theory, yes. But when it comes down to it, You've got a team that's fired a coach, the fans, everybody. They, they, they want to see who's going to come uh, sooner than later, and they don't want to wait the four weeks of the playoffs and every, uh, everything to be gone. I think that drives it a little bit. Uh, in a perfect world, I guess that would make sense, but I don't think it's ever going to be that way. And I do understand uh, that maybe at times uh, the footing isn't fair for different pl- different uh, uh, coaches, but – you know what? That that's the NFL. Things just aren't always fair, and and you just deal with it one way, shape, or form. And uh, I don't see it changing anytime soon. 
Kendall Gammon with us on the show. Who wins, Saints or Rams? You know what? I think the Saints at home uh, because of the home field advantage. I think the Rams uh, are certainly great, but I just, for whatever reason, I just have a feeling that uh, the Saints are going to be able to play on that dome field advantage, and and uh, I think their defense is, is just uh, going to slow down that Rams offense just a little bit more. Kendall, we thank you very much for the time. We know you're very busy. All the best to you. I don't know if I say good luck, but I guess I'll say good luck. So good luck to you tomorrow afternoon. Hey, I appreciate it, and I'll take all the luck we can get. Thanks, and take <laughs> care, guys. You too. Kendall Gammon joining us on the show, Kansas City Chiefs radio analyst, former long snapper for the Kansas City Chiefs, 15 years in the NFL. Loved his answer on the kickers. Cody Parkey, that was an interesting answer there, what he said about that. And it is such a different thing. Because we went through this at the team I cover, is you have young guys who play for a football team that has not had success in 20 years. And so they don't have, and this could be a bad thing as well, they don't have the long term memory that the fan base does. Well, with Kansas City, they've been successful over the last few years. So there's a little bit of that, but they also have young players who don't remember the Marty Schottenheimer years. And so for fans, they probably went into last week's game, and Kendall Gammon admitted it. They probably went to last week's game a lot tighter than what some of those players did. And you're getting ready for this one. Cold weather. Now, they say it's not going to be as bad as what they originally thought. I think it was, what, 55 degrees in the greater Kansas City area just yesterday? So you have a couple of situations where it's a little bit different. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting game based on weather. They've resotted it. If it was at Gillette, it's hard for me to pick against Tom Brady. But this one now, you have a game in Kansas City. You'll have fans there that are going to be looking for their first Super Bowl berth in quite a long time. And when you have a quarterback, none of that matters, but when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, this is his chance and this is Kansas City's chance. And and for you analytics folks out there, this is your chance to show that this is different now. This is the anointment in football of what has changed and what is going to change and what's going to happen in the future. You have a 40-year-old man who's a classic drop-back guy. This is your chance to prove that different. 855-2124-CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Again, brought to you by GEICO. Always great news because there's always save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Coming up, yet, coming up next, yes, and I mean this, yes, and I'm not just trying to be a contrarian. Absolutely, yes. The Patriots are underdogs going into this game. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. What I like so much about this is that you're going to get to cast aspersions at me, and I, I really don't think they're warranted. Because what I'm about to say, I said at the beginning of the show, I actually had a lot of people agree with me, so we'll see how it goes this time around. But. You get the chance to go, dumbass, hot take artist, idiot. Okay, well, just hear me out. We just had Kendall Gammon on, fantastic part of the Chiefs radio network, and I mean this, and I'm going to say this without him on the air. I love Mitch Holtis and Kendall Gammon. I love, love, love Mitch Holtis as the play-by-play guy in Kansas City. I mean, when they're good, and he, Kansas City, like it's, oh, my God, that's incredible. And then he does like the quick announcement of the guy who does like touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Priest Holmes. That was so good back in the day. Still good now. Still good now. 855 2124 CBS. Hell, just by the radio guys. 
No offense to the the, the Patriots dudes. Kyle Kansas City to win because of that. Want to hear Mitch Holtis do a home broadcast of Super Bowl 53? I think that would be the cat's ass right there. 855-2124-CBS. What I'm about to say, again, you're going to get mad at me. Dumbass, idiot. Hear me out. The Patriots are the underdogs, and they are true underdogs. Not just because, well, there has to be a, a favorite and there has to be an underdog in every game. I mean, they are a true underdog. Go back in history with me, won't you? This is like a Christmas carol, but in reverse. Three years ago, and I think it was after week two, it might have been after week three. Patriots go on the road, they get it handed to them by Kansas City. By Kansas City. They get it handed to them by the Chiefs. And in that game, they take Tom Brady out of the game at the end when it's definitely out of hand. And they insert Jimmy Garoppolo. He's playing against weak defense. He moves the offense. They look really good. And boy, that Tuesday morning, all the talk shows, including myself on our talk show, just, well, God, is this, the, is this finally it for Tom Brady? He's 37 at the time. Is this finally it for Tom Brady? Is this the end of the great Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Is it is it coming up with, with Jimmy Garoppolo now? They finally got their guy. They had to endure that, and then they ended up going, I think they went to the Super Bowl. At least made a run. Last year, a year they did go to the Super Bowl, and we know that for sure. Last year, mounting injuries. You had Tom Brady who, what, quad injury, knee injury, ankle injury, couldn't really turn his neck, according to reports, getting banged up back there. And part of it is that, yeah, you take a couple of hits, he's probably the most protected quarterback in the league from the refs. There has to be an issue for that. Come on. What, the most protected league or quarterback in the league, thanks to the refs? But you're still, you're 40 years old, you're 39. Things don't work the way they used to. And when you're playing that physical of a sport, it, it's going to hurt over time. There's only a few Steve DeBergs out there, and he might be one of those guys, but it's still going to bother you. And we wondered at the end of last year and during that season, is this it? Is this the end-all, be-all for them? Is this, is this how it ends for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots? And then in the wintertime, going into the spring, Seth Wickersham comes out with his expose. Just hear me out. He goes out with his expose. And Alex Guerrero, and how much they can't stand him, or at least Bill Belichick can't stand him, but Rob Gronkowski wants to work out with Alex Guerrero. And they have a problem with that. And Bill Belichick kicked him off the team playing and didn't want him around. They were whistleblowing on him, and things weren't working out. They weren't having any fun anymore, and they weren't winning like they were anymore, and they still went to the postseason. And they didn't even know if Tom Brady was going to be that guy again, and they still didn't only just go to the postseason. They went 11-5 and and had a first-round bye. And during this season, when we were getting ready to talk about Josh McDaniels being a head coaching candidate, well, look what he's doing for Tom. Tom can't load up anymore. Tom's throwing three-yard outs. They're barely moving the football that way. The defense isn't as good. And, boy, just Tom can't do it the way he used to. Yeah, he's a 40-year-old man. And then they win one game against the Chargers at home. They get to the AFC Championship game. Immediately that changes. For fans, fans are fans. But for the media, for the talking heads, for the pundits out there, boy, that's a shame. One win changes your thoughts. You flip-flop that easy. You really don't have enough constitution to yourself. If you were willing to say it in week eight, why aren't you willing to say it now when they're back in the AFC Championship game? For the eighth time. Because in week eight, it's, man, they're looking bad. They're looking rough. And that has been an ongoing record for three straight seasons at least. 
They just don't look the way they did. Maybe Bill Belichick's going to hang it up. Maybe this is the year that happens. We're finally trying to kill him off. We're finally seeing the Patriots show problems, some cracks in that armor down there. Oh, my God, that game against Miami, the reeling against Miami, and they fired Adam Gase after it, and the Patriots are back in the playoffs and back in the AFC Championship game. And then they're back in the AFC Championship game. Well, come on, it's Tom Brady, of course. You can't do that. Fans can do whatever they want. And in sports, ultimately, you're allowed to flip-flop a little bit. It's not politics. We're not passing laws over here. We're not having world diplomacy. You're allowed to flip-flop on a point. But you're only allowed to do it so many times. If you're going to continue to do this three straight years, how could I not say that the Patriots are actually underdogs? If you were a member of the Patriots, save Julian Edelman, save all of them. If you were a member of the New England Patriots at all, and certainly a Patriots fan, you turn on ESPN, you turn on CBS, you turn on Fox. During the regular season, the Patriots aren't the Patriots anymore. During the regular season. Then you turn on the AFC Championship game, there are your Patriots again. You might feel that you've been emboldened or embattled, but certainly you're the underdog going into this game. Look into the future. You have old versus new here. You have Tom Brady, the classic, drop back, Johnny Unitas style, three yards, three steps, five steps, seven steps, survey the field, boom, 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 touchdown, take a seat on the bench, go over the cut-ups, get back out there, boom, 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 touchdown, the same way it used to be. And now you see the other side of the field in Kansas City, run pass options, a guy who can roll left and roll right and do things with his feet, just a little bit of what's needed, but still it's a passing man's league and he's got the strongest arm in the NFL we have heard Bo Jackson style stories of what Patrick Mahomes can do he can throw it 60 yards from his knees no I saw him throw it 70 yards from his knees I saw him throw it 80 yards with his knees through snow through sleet through rain through whatever thunderstorm you can think of he can throw it farther than John Elway through the Nerf football all from his knees it's amazing what Patrick Mahomes can do It's the future of the NFL, starting sooner. Spread out offenses, looking in different groups. Tom Brady is the last stand of what classic football guys my age would see in one and a quarterback. Things are different now. Now you have this Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Now you have this Deshaun Watson, who they say, hey, just go out and make a play, over in Houston. You have this guy named Baker Mayfield up in Cleveland who talks trash and wins, calls out his previous head coaches and doesn't give a damn what you think about him. You got this guy, this wild red-haired guy in Sam Darnold who can move a little bit better than we think and maybe could work in the biggest media market in the entire world. That's all in the AFC. That's the future of the conference. And you have a guy like Andrew Luck who still can move better and we think is a classic drop-back quarterback but can still sling it all over the place. And with Indianapolis, with their cap situation, oh, my God, we're definitely underrating the Indianapolis Colts for the future. I have the last possible Custer's last stand in the New England Patriots and Tom Brady, I have a fresh-faced young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who could be anointing himself as the king of the AFC and could be the guy that teams have to go through for the next 10 to 15 years at least. But I'm supposed to, because the Patriots say that they're the underdogs? Sorry, not in week whatever against the Jets or the Bills or the Dolphins or even the even the, the Pittsburgh Steelers or even the Kansas City Chiefs at home during the regular season. But in this game, for all those reasons I said, 
The Patriots are the underdog. 855-212-4CBS. All right, line up and call me a dummy. And also coming up, baseball has tradition. They got nostalgia. They got great players. But baseball needs a personality. Baseball needs Kyler Murray. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, and it's brought to you by GEICO. Here's a quick way you can save money. You switch to GEICO. You need homeowners, you need renters, you need motorcyclist insurance, you need car insurance, you get it all at GEICO.com. Fire up the music again. Turn that up. Do you notice for a second here? Billy Jack, get on the blower. Hi, Ken. Hit it on the blower color. Uh, d- does anybody else catch the irony? I'm talking about car insurance with one of the greatest car chase movies that ever was made. I mean, I sure don't. Okay. Have you ever seen Smokey and the Bandit? I have not. I- I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to beat you up. It's right. well before your time, Billy Jack. You're still a relatively young man, right? 29? Yes, correct. Yeah, you're just correct. a baby. Uh, it's, still, it's, it's still one of the all-time classics. It's a great movie for Americana. Burt Reynolds is... Awesome in it. Sally Field, I'm taking it or leave it with Sally Field, and everybody knows how I feel about Jerry Reed in that movie. Well, I know who Sally Field is. You know how Sally Field is? I do. Do you know, do you know who Jackie Gleason is? Yes, I do know who Jackie okay, Gleason he plays, is. Okay, he plays the Sheriff Justice. Okay. Okay? So, all right, so, so already we got a good cast of characters. There you go. I'm telling you, it's a good movie, okay? It, it, it's, it's just old. It's in a different definition. So... Some guys like it, some guys don't. It's just, to me, it's it's one of the... I'm still compiling a list of the movies that I'm going to watch with my sons. And that's one of them. I, I, yes, I want 50 movies to watch with my sons before they go off to either college or... before. I probably have to get it in before they're in college. Okay. Because you're not going to have time then. And Smokey and the Bandit's one of them. Slapshot's another one of them. Just looking at action, fun, hilarious, that type of thing from back in the day. So if you haven't seen either one of those movies, go see them. I want to get to Dave in Alabama here real quick. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Again, I'm not trying to be a contrarian just for the sake of being a contrarian. I'm not doing that. I just have to hold myself accountable, and I have to hold everybody else accountable. I was the one who said, I looked at the Steelers-Patriots game earlier this year. I said, this is a great game. Neither are going to the Super Bowl. So just so I'm right, I got to pull for Kansas City. And if I'm wrong, I got to be wrong. But if we're talking about this type of thing every regular season, it, it, it's done the same thing with what San Antonio used to be before Kawhi Leonard killed him. San Antonio every year, are they getting too old? Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, which, boy, the league's become an ugly place for him, not just because of, you know he's older, but because of the way that the, the shooting has changed and things like that. But we used to do this with San Antonio every year in the NBA, and now it, it, finally they've basically passed away in terms of serious threats. But we did that every year for years and years and years. We're doing this with the Patriots. And we have callers who called in earlier today until they're in their graves, like Michael Myers. That's the end of it. Then I'll finally do it. But you have to look at what we were saying during the regular season. If you're saying that during the regular season, that Tom Brady's decrepit, that he's older, that these are problems, then I can't just say after they've won a game against the Chargers at home, well, hey, it's the AFC Championship game. That's Brady. What else did you expect? <laughs> I'll give credit. Eight in a row is a hell of an accomplishment for Tom Brady. I just have to hold myself accountable for that. 
fans, you can think whatever you want, but for some of the media guys out there, got to hold you accountable. 855-2124-CBS. I'm going to talk about Kyler Murray here in a moment. I want to get to Dave in in Alabama, 94-5 in Alabama. Dave, good afternoon, friend. Hey, what's up, my friend? How you doing, Dave? Good, man. Hallway. I'm getting soaking wet down in Sulacaga. But anyway... Why is it, why are you getting wet? What, is, it, is it raining there? Oh, it's coming to flood. Oh, my God. I yeah. hope you're going to be okay, Yeah, buddy. we down here in central Alabama. I don't know where you are. Well, I'm up here in northeast Ohio, so I'm getting snow right now. But go ahead, Dave. We didn't come to talk oh. about the weather. <laughs> All right. I, Patrick Mahomes, he's good, he's fast, he's quick and everything. And I think he's bringing plays up, uh, you know, from backyard football I just don't think he's going to be able to handle Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the best in the business right now. He's got some young ones coming up. Mm-hmm. Until Tom Brady says, I do, and, and uh, I do retire, there's no one going to be able to touch him. I, I believe Brady's going to beat him 45 to 35. Woo, a high-scoring affair. It, they actually get that offense it, cooking out in Arrowhead, even in inclement weather. Yes. Okay. Yes. All they right. Do what they can to stay warm. Dave, brother, you're on the record. I thank you very much for the call. At some point, there has to be a changing of the guard, doesn't there? Now, we have had people thinking that if they win the Super Bowl, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, Tom Brady will ride off into the sunset. I don't think so. I think a competitor who's in his 40s, who's willing to go to the point that he's willing to do where he's got this, this Alex Guerrero who follows him around and the the stretching and all the things about training your body. Some I tried to read the TB12. I can't do the TB12 method. You got to be a billionaire to do it. Uh, and I and I still don't have that internal discipline. I mean, my God, the, to go to the lengths that he's willing to do, I think that he would be even more motivated even after winning a Super Bowl. Because Tom Brady, you're 40 years old. You've won a Super Bowl. You're just going to walk away from the sport with six championships? We know that Giselle talks about it every year, and I know the story came out with Adam Schefter before this season started saying that he might be thinking about hanging him up, might not come back. And that could all be very well and good, but if you're willing to go through all of this to continue your career, he could have hung him up a couple of years ago. He could have hung him up before last year. He still hasn't. I think a guy who wins, he'd be even more motivated, but if he goes out there tomorrow, and I don't think it's possible. But if he has some sort of a Marino game, like Dan Marino's last game against the Jacksonville Jaguars or Wars or whatever, then he might think about it. You need a guy, a young quarterback, to not just beat him, but to beat him, to hang it over his head and to absolutely rub his nose in the loss. That's what Kansas City would have to do tomorrow. That would tell Tom Brady... It's over, and it ain't worth it anymore. These young bucks are going to get me. Mahomes, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be the guy. Now, you could flip it right back around and say, well, he's a competitive guy who's going to come back and and go after it and fight it. Yeah, that's a possibility. 100% I could see your way. But I think that Tom Brady's the type of guy he needs to be, the essence of Tom Brady needs to be killed by the next great thing to actually get him to retire. If he continues to be on top, I don't see a reason why he would step away from that. 855-2124-CBS. And still going with what Dave was saying about the prediction, I think Kansas City has a hell of a chance. You've exercised that demon for the fan base. Now they're not as worried going into it. I think there was some nervous energy going into that game yesterday or last week. 
I don't think you get that as much. Andy Reid going back to a conference championship game. I know it hasn't always been that way, but you got a young guy in Patrick Mahomes who I think has more natural talent than what you had with Donovan McNabb. He can lead that. That offense is different. That that offensive line is different. They can really cook. We heard that from Kendall Gammon. I think the rest of that offense, when we don't talk about Hill and we don't talk about Kelsey and we don't talk about Mahomes, I think they're underrated. The offensive line has still been able to do their business. And if that defense has any bit of gusto the way that they had last week, Kansas City can win this thing, and I'll pick Kansas City to win. On the other hand, with the Saints, the Saints in the Dome, I can't pick against the Saints in the Dome. I'll pick New Orleans to win that game. 855-2124-CBS. More news came out this week, and I still believe he needs to play baseball, but I think Kyler Murray is playing this perfectly. Kyler Murray has his agent, Scott Boris, and don't think for a moment Scott Boris isn't in cahoots with the entire thing, even going back to the way Scott Boris talked and said, he's going to play baseball, he signed a contract, this football stuff is ridiculous. Kyler Murray comes out this week, he's going to declare himself eligible for the NFL draft. You can always test the waters. And I would still say if he's not the number one overall quarterback taken, and he probably wouldn't be between him and Dwayne Haskins, I'd love to see that go back and forth during the draft season. If he's not, I'd still be more apt to play baseball. And to watch baseball bend over backwards and and change their rules to make Kyler Murray play baseball, some people got upset. The baseball purists were up in arms. Well, if they're going to do this for the Oakland A's, we need to be doing this for everything. You set a nasty precedent. No, you don't. The owners need to get together and understand that this is best for business. Because baseball, and I argue about baseball during this time of year, especially as we start to get into spring training, everybody's got some solution to fix baseball. Everybody and their brother has some solution to fix baseball, to make baseball better, and they're always going after the wrong thing. We need to realize, baseball's still good as it is, as baseball. There's a couple adjustments that need to be made. Yes, I'd like to move the game along quicker, but you're lying to yourself if you think putting a stopwatch on the pitcher or making a guy always stay in the box or any one of these other stupid ideas that we bring up to quote-unquote fix baseball is going to all of a sudden get the 30-year-old in Milwaukee to go, you know what, I'm going to go see a Brewers game now because the game goes a lot quicker. What type of small, archaic thinking could that possibly be? But what happened earlier this week when you have the Oakland A's, when they're willing to bend the rules and say, yeah, we'll let you pay him more money. You got to put him on the 40-man roster. We'll let you pay him more money. Yes, I know Oakland has tons of depth. But you have more guys, younger guys, playing sooner than ever. Leagues, professional sports leagues, are based on stars. It's not about the pace of the game. Not just about the pace of the game. It's not just about guys staying in the batter's box or, or intentional walks and whether or not you actually go through that. 15 minutes ain't going to kill you as long as you're entertained. Baseball has great things that go for it. It has tradition. It has talent. These are great players. Guys who are of different builds and different makes and and from different backgrounds were able to hit 30-plus home runs. Sometimes I might complain that we don't manufacture it as much, that it is at times glorified home run derby, but we take these guys and we can do what we can with them, and what baseball hasn't done is what the NBA has figured out and what happens naturally for the NFL. You do it once a week in the NFL with your favorite team. It's easy to get everybody together and focus on them. Basketball, you have 40-plus games, and most teams don't even have a chance, and they know it from the very get-go of the season, and they'll know next year and the year after that that they don't have a chance. So you create stars. People know who Giannis is. People know who Anthony Davis is. Whether or not we think that they're really good, that's in the eye of the beholder. But they're not in New York, and they're not in L.A. 
We can wonder whether or not they're going to be, but they're in Milwaukee, they're in New Orleans, they're in different places. We know who those guys are. They're stars. And a guy like Kyler Murray, a guy with personality, a guy where 80,000 people on average would fill a stadium just to see during the college football season, that guy has that factor. And it's what baseball's been missing. It's what baseball won't let Bryce Harper do for whatever reason. It's what baseball needs out of Mike Trout, whether I like to admit it or not. Mike Trout's free to be his own man, but boy, they need him on as many billboards as they possibly can. Because I think Mike Trout could walk up to you in basically any American city and spit in your face and you wouldn't have any idea who he is or you think he'd play football. What baseball's problem is, their identity is baseball. you got to push stars. Kyler Murray's a star. Controversial to some degree because we have a tug of war on what he should do. He's a guy who can play the outfield. He's a guy who can hit. He's a guy who's a smaller stature. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's one of the most recognizable young athletes in America. And for baseball's sake, they are absolutely right to try to rush him into an Oakland A's uniform as soon as they possibly can. You had this chance, and you have this chance with him, with Aaron Judge. If you want to start getting more people in the ballpark, if you want to start to change the common sense about baseball, turn these guys into stars. Aaron Judge is becoming recognizable. Plays for the Yankees. Immediately someone has something against him. It's what Derek Jeter didn't do for 20 years. He was the baseball fan's dream. He said nothing that was controversial. The most we had were gift backs, gift baskets. Great. Wow, you're telling me a really rich baseball player is really, really good? Dates hot women? Wow, that's really surprising to me. Get Kyler Murray in there. Get some fun in there. Change it for the better. Baseball's a great sport. You need personality. You need guys to be American heroes again. He can be one of them. Big thanks to Tom Benedetto, Sam Rubinoff, Peter Schwartz, Chris Lepresti, Billy Jack Haynes running everything. I'm Ken Carmen. I'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.